Welcome to Voices Rising Podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Sarah. We are two book lovers, writers, and publishers coming to you from the mountains of Colorado. Every week we bring you new topics about life, books, writing, publishing, and much more. Let us know what you're interested in hearing more about. We are here to connect with you and support you. podcast and part two part two of our healing, healing journey and the journey yes which is so good this is a topic that we could talk about for like 17 episodes maybe a whole season I think, yeah <laughs> I seriously think every blog I write and most of the podcasts we do we touch on at least some part of this so totally definitely close to our mission and our hearts yeah it's like a topic that it's just so expansive and like in my book it's like theme in my book and even your book it's like a theme in your book in a different way yeah yeah it is there's lots of healing that that needs to be done yeah Mm -hmm. I think we were last episode we were kind of wrapping up talking about like physical healing and like healing of the body and you know through movement and like awareness of your body yeah and I think I would want to add in there too like acceptance of your body yeah. And stop having that body shame and body guilt about it not being up to other people's standards. Because first of all, like our body image, I wrote a whole blog about that. Like the body image of our cultures, particularly probably other cultures too, is so toxic distorted. and distorted mm-hmm. and unrealistic. And that is a big thing that people have to heal from is that maybe the messaging they've gotten over the years about their bodies or the beliefs they've come to hold about them. And it's like releasing that. What are you holding on to about your body? Right. And releasing those kind of false assumptions or false beliefs and coming to terms with the fact that our body is just like, it's a tool. It's not an, it's not an object to be looked at like a sculpture to be appreciated on a shelf. Like it's a tool. And if it functions... And does its job for you. It's a beautiful thing. Right. You know, there's something about focusing on it just being like that. What is it doing for you? Right. Well, and we were trained from being little girls that our body, like I know I was and most of us, that we need to look a certain way. Like our stomachs need to be, like I was always trained that we need to be skinny. And if you weren't skinny, that you were fat. And then if you were fat, that you would just be like, no one would love you and no one would like be your friend and it's right? so fucked up and, and you'd be mocked and yeah shunned well and I grew up and I was always like my son Milo who is nine I was always the biggest one in my class and I come from my dad's side of the family we're all really big boned and we're we're just bigger like tall and I don't think ever player. any yeah at any yeah. point I was like a fat but maybe in high school I got a little chubby like I think most people I, yeah I chubbed out a little bit and which is fine, but I was immensely shamed for my chub. <laughs> and, like, my midsection has always been my thing that I'm, like, I have shame, like, belly shame, like, that my belly doesn't mm. look a certain way. But, like, my body, I have, my rib cage almost comes as big as my boobs. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> and I have, like, smaller breasts. Like, I just, that's my body. And, you know, it's, like, that image, too, of, like, that you need to have huge boobs, a tiny waist, 
Um, yeah, they, like uh, Barbie. They yes. said if they made Barbie into a real person, she wouldn't be able to walk. She would Because her feet are so small. Over. Yes. Her, like, chest is too big. Her waist is too tiny. And she literally couldn't walk. And that couldn't, couldn't hold walk. your organs. And that is what, like, I don't know about you, but I played with Barbies. Yeah. And that's sort of like the idealized female form that was given to us as children. It's like, so and it's so up. fucked up. Like uh-huh. you have to look at that and be like, I'm never going to look that way, but I'm going to try like my whole fucking life yes. and, or feel horrible. There's people that go out and get plastic surgery, trying to have this ideal body. Right. And I just feel like, Oh my gosh, it's so. Well, yeah. And I feel like if we toxic. knew as kids, like, you know, when you're checking out the grocery store and these being little girls or little boys or whatever, you're looking up at these, false perceptions of magazines that those magazines are photoshopped they totally they're are photo- and that's yes. so fake and it's not realistic so i love like what you're talking about it's like we have to heal like our whole body image and like the perception the false perception of what our body needs to look like mm-hmm. to be a success and turn yeah and turn that hatred for your body into love to say i love you body like, and you gratitude. have done so many things for me you carry me from task to task right you process my food for me you you know you help keep me alive like our body is truly amazing there's all these such little teeny tiny chemical reactions happening within every cell all the time just to like blink your eyes is an amazing thing and the brain sending messages to move your arm how you don't even have to think of to raise your arm and then we have total like autonomy over this biological machine and it does things for us like it's a miracle it's amazing and if we really look at it that way and really start appreciating and loving this body and like giving it hugs and saying I love you body what can I do for you today how can I make you feel your best you know like we can work together in conjunction you and me and and have an awesome life you know kind of look at it that way like have Mm -hmm. a conversation with your body (laughs) yeah that's so true I mean that's Louise Hay like she's all about like life conversation and also another piece I think is like you were saying too is like acceptance like accepting this is my body like here Mm -hmm. today and if you're not happy with your body which I think happiness is so distorted like happiness is not our end goal in life that if there's ways that you can be a healthier person like that maybe that we can do things like pay attention to the food that we're eating like pay attention to the movement that we're getting and know that everything that we're doing is it's like filling up and creating this physical body right and when we're like thinking those mean thoughts like this is always a good question. Is like, what do you think of when you're looking in the mirror at yourself? Are you like, oh God, I'm old, I'm mm-hmm. ugly, I'm fat, I'm too skinny, my hair looks like shit. What is it? What do you say to yourself yeah. in the mirror when there's nobody around when there's no, in your side of your right? head? Yeah. Or just sitting there. So in those moments when we can have awareness and pay attention to that inner nagging critic and we can say, um, no, thank you. Like have that inner talk. Like I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't like the way you're talking to me. And you can choose again, like, be like, I'm so grateful for this body. I'm so grateful that I have this tummy and these hips and these yeah. bones. Like this body is a freaking vessel of you birth it's a miracle. Kids from yes. the body and we have done so many things. Like think of all the amazing hikes and right. cool adventures you've been on and like all brought to you by your body. All, all brought to you by your <laughs> body. This presentation has been brought to you by <laughs> by the body. And all that's how we experience the world around us. It's an amazing thing and like 
Yes. Yeah, like you said, accepting it too and just yes. um, being with love, with looking love. in the mirror and saying, I love you. Like, yes. You're not perfect. You're perfectly imperfect. Yes. And I love every wrinkle and every sag and every bump and every bone because I have a bony body that I've never been a big fan of. I feel like I look more like a boy or a stick child. <laughs> Which is like such a shit thing because you've been trained to think but like I've that, But I've been right? trained to think that. And yeah, yes. and it's like it's taken me so long to get to where I am now where I'm like, and that's my body and that's the thing I was born with. And it like, it does great things for me. And I don't right. really care what other people think about it or imagine it like, oh, your butt's not curvy enough or whatever. Like I have totally let that go because... Right. But there's so many things to spend your time and energy on. That's definitely not going to be on my list. Well, like you were, you wrote about in your, what is the name of that blog that you wrote? Blog. Oh, when it's okay to comment on someone else's body. Hint. Never. 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 Well, you talk about how, you know, like there's like fat shaming. Well, there's also skinny shaming. And yes. And like shaming someone for being skinny. And I know in my house growing up though, skinny was something you wanted to be. So if anyone had said it to you, you would be like, oh, great pride. But isn't it interesting yeah. in like the context and like, and I have a sister who's had ongoing eating disorders and like I decided when I was like, I don't know, late high school years that I'm like, I need to be anorexic. I need to do bulimia. Like do bulimia. I, do I did. Get me on I the did. chart. Get me on the, no, because that's, that was, it was so funny. Like I never once thought of like, oh, if you work out and eat healthy, I could be healthier mm-hmm. and have my perceived quote unquote skinny body. I was like thinking that. I needed to purge my food because I was a fatty and I needed to, or starve myself. But starvation never worked for me because I would always get so fucking hungry. Yeah. I was like, I need to eat. And how toxic is that for our minds? so toxic. And it's just the messages that I was sending to myself was like, I'm not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. And I think just allowing ourselves to almost like, I like to do meditations where you can imagine yourself almost like, zoom, like coming out of yourself and looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. And just seeing yourself and, you know, like maybe putting a hand on you or just seeing you and noticing you, right? Right. It's like there's two parts of us. And it's like we get stuck in this ego body who tells us our body is not the right way, blah, 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 all the bullshit. And then there's this spirit soul side of us that has all of the love and all of the compassion and all of the wisdom. And Right. It's like if we could tune into those two different sides, right. learn how to work together to coexist. Totally. Yeah. And when it's easy to sort of get into this cycle of hating your body and then you don't take good care of it and then you hate it even more. So you take even less good care of it. And so it's like change that into a, like a vortex upward instead of a, a downward, downward spiral. Yeah, yeah. So like go upward and like the more you take care of your body, the more you love it. Yes. The more you love your body, the more you take care of it. And like that builds up to where you are healthy and you do see your true beauty and that it's been there the whole time. And it was, I remember as a kid, I remember photos being taken of me and thinking, I am ugly. Mm. I don't want to be in this photo. Mm. I look terrible. Everyone's going to laugh or, you know, whatever I was thinking. But I remember then as an adult, like opening up this family photo album and seeing how beautiful the you photos, were. Yes. And seeing so a beautiful young teenage angel. girl who yeah. had blonde hair and blue eyes and was just like a beautiful girl yes. who thought she was ugly and misshapen and bony. Yeah. And you know, like it makes me sad that I look back and think, why couldn't I have appreciated just who I was and not be so self-conscious and self-hating, you know? And 
what a great perspective, though, to be able to look back now and be like, damn, I wasn't ugly. I was gorgeous. Yeah, like, I was a pretty young girl. And, I, you know, it's just sad that that's the perception and how many of us look in the mirror and we're not seeing our true self. No, we're all. seeing just all we're the nasty We're not seeing our negatives. beauty, right? And everything we're seeing is sort of like reflecting other people's opinions. Yes. Or like our or false perceptions. False opinions, yeah. And I feel like just like you talking about like seeing your little girl and like seeing her, that's like an opportunity to heal how we've been talking about like reparenting and mothering ourselves. Right, yes. And that maybe you could just hold space for her, you know, like do a meditation or whatever works for you and just like go into like maybe looking at the picture and just like sending her compassion or imagining you as you now and her and just looking at her and yeah. be like you're beautiful and perfect the way you are well I did I wrote um I wrote a poem for my child self I and I was like I see you you know you are you're fine you're beautiful like you you will have enough love there will be enough for you and you know just I think it's important too even if you don't like I said, share those poems or publish anything. Like, do write the work. Write the yeah. Mm-hmm. Write the hard things. And, right. Well, um, writing is healing, right? Speaking of healing, it's like when you're writing, yeah. it, you're like putting that vibration out into the universe. Whether yeah, it's for you or for the public or just to share with somebody. It's that's such a healing tool that we can access. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking today that it would be cool to have like writing assignments, like little snippets on our podcast sometimes so sure yeah I thought for our listeners maybe one writing assignment that if you care to embark upon would be to write down something that maybe you don't speak about that is hard for you to even tell the truth about to yourself Mm -hmm. and maybe it's something you've been like lying about to yourself or just not speaking about and just write it out and then like burn it or rip it up or whatever. See it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. it. Like speak it once on a page and see it out there. And then it's okay if you destroy it or delete the file or whatever. And make it at least like it could be a sentence or it could be like bullet points or words or or a whole 17 pages. Might turn into a book. (laughs) Yes. Because honestly, like writing the memoir has been like an exercise of doing that over and over again Mm -hmm. of like, I didn't think I was going to say this to anyone, but now I'm writing it in a book. And I'm putting it out into the universe. Yeah. I'm going to share it. I've been reading this amazing book called Broken Open. Mm. And it's so, it's so good. And it's like 20 years old. Wow. It's, it's just like a timeless book. I have it here. Yeah. It's like this timeless book and the author is Elizabeth Lesser. Broken open, how difficult times can help us grow. Mm-hmm. And when she first started writing this, she talks about, Elizabeth talks about how she wanted to not talk about herself because it was too hard and she was going to use other people's stories. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. whole premise of this book came from a Rumi poem and allowing yourself to be broken open and exposed. And instead of always thinking that you're like broken and like, like just being broken, like being with the brokenness, being with the pain, being with all of the things. And so anyways, she actually shares so much of her story in, inside of this book. And this question that she was asking at like the first chapter is like, instead of getting so lost and so worked up and like the pain of the moment and like where I'm at in my life, if I can ask my question or ask myself this question of like, what is my soul to learn and grow from this? Like, instead of on the physical plane, 
So for me, that like transmutes into like maybe healing on like more of that soul level. And it's like, what is my soul's purpose? So, right, like we're going through pain or, you know, like I have a daughter who has a lot of things like learning disabilities and all of these things that's really challenging and I'm doing homeschool with her and sometimes I'm like oh my god what the fuck like why <laughs> like oh my gosh this is so hard like yeah. I feel so bad for her like it's not fair for her she can't do things the way other kids can she can't read she can't write all these things and then I have to sit with that and like my what is my sole purpose of this like being her mom like why did she choose me for this mm-hmm. to like experience all of this like oh it's so much but when i can ask that question it's like when i turn it into growth it's like having patience like trusting in the process of life and knowing that like our perception of how smart we are is it everything that i was taught to believe like i'm choosing that like that like with Junie, it's more of like her emotional intelligence, her emotional IQ that yeah. matters. And she is so She's deep so emotionally. Deep. Yes. yes. And it's like, yeah, she can't write a fucking sentence and a paragraph and all the things. It's really hard for her, but she can with help if I'm very just with her and I'm slow and steady. She can do it, but not like that. Mm-hmm. Not in a like how you know, in public school, it's like, you do this, do this. And if you don't, like, you're falling behind your peers. Like, she's uh, yeah. where she is. And, like, for me, again, like, that sole purpose, like, that question is, it's really expansive. That's a good question, for sure. And to sort of switch whatever's happening to you into a positive light by just one question saying, like, what can I learn from this? What can I, how can my soul grow? And, yeah, we go through some hard times and... I think that's something else I wanted to talk about was like toxic situations. Yes, it's perfect segue. Yes. yes. So like we end up in these situations, we end up in these relationships, not by our fault. Like, you know, I just want to say that right off the bat. Like sometimes we're conditioned to be in them because of our childhood and the way our parents interacted with us or experiences we had as a kid. Or soul contracts. Or that's yes. your karma this life. Or you've just, yeah. Yes. Or, or you just... You know, you really genuinely thought it was a good situation and it turned out to not be. And, you know, like there's been, there was like a domestic abuse situation in our town recently that I think it really brought it up to my mind of just like how prevalent this can be in, you won't even know it's there. It's like invisible and people around you in the grocery store next to you, in the hair salon, like you won't even know it's happening to them or to you and it's, they're right next to you. And people are, you know, they're in abusive situations all the time. For, like, how many years? There was a, a couple that was married, and he was, like, a police sergeant. Right. Cray, well, or chief. Right. And yeah. it's just, like, you don't know what's happening inside somebody's and home. behind the closed doors. the family, yeah. Yes. And so, you know, one of the first steps to healing is if you're still in a situation that is toxic and abusive is to get out of it. And it's, it's like, it's super hard. Well, how do you even notice that? Like, and how do you even know if yeah. you're there or not? And I think that's, we can talk on a little bit. Is yeah. like, what is, what is a toxic relationship? Like what's a healthy relationship yeah. and an unhealthy <laughs> and relationship? what's not healthy. And negative, yes. And certain, I mean, certain people, I think, are just maybe not even aware that they're doing it, but they are manipulative. And some people aren't even aware it's happening. Yes. It's hard to, you have to have that moment where you're like look up like open your eyes and look around and be like oh my gosh this is not okay right. like I am in that and I've been so I'll just share a little bit of like my first marriage was extremely abusive 
I was 19 years old when we met and I didn't know what I was getting into. Like <clears throat> truly, truly, I had been conditioned of from birth, basically yes. that you have to find a man to control you and tell you what to do. And this person like really took advantage of my preconditioning and like went with it. And how much older was he than you? Twenty years older, or nineteen. Nineteen years. Yeah, older. so here I was nineteen and twenty, and Married you know, thirty nine year old, like, someone that could have literally been my parent. Yes. So again, toxic conditioning from childhood led me there, and then what happens is when you're stuck, like you, through this manipulation tactic called gaslighting, mm. it teaches you to not trust yourself there's all these different ways like to sort of take um the rug out from under you and on trusting yourself and your gut and your instinct and you can literally become very confused and scared about leaving it's almost like that stockholm syndrome where you start to identify with your um, captor or abuser and you start to think like we us versus the world oh, yeah. and I can't leave because everyone is against me out there and um, so it is extremely hard or like in that situation we were talking about like there's a there's a community with expectations there's a family that or a church maybe that expects you to stay in that situation for life because it's like you would be breaking right. a major cardinal yes. sins if you divorce and or... so and that's where I was too because I was afraid if I left him that my religious family would reject me and I wouldn't have anybody then and so I stayed longer than I should have because I was literally afraid of having no one mm -hmm. and I mean as sad as that seems now I'm like gosh I'm so glad I got out but that's it, where you were I was there yes and so how do you know if you're there when you are there, I think that's the hard part is just, and for me, it took like, I ran away, quote unquote, like I left seven times, Wow! but I came back six of them. It was oh that gosh. last time where I was like, what would I say if this was my friend Good. instead of me? What would I tell her? I'd say, leave that fucking asshole. Yes. You've done it seven times. Yes. Like, isn't that you trying to say like, get the fuck away? But it took me recognizing, like, getting out of myself and looking at myself from a third party and being like, what would I advise myself to do if I was my friend? Totally. But then I got up the courage and launched myself out into the world without knowing what the heck I was going to do. I was really scared. But, you know, I did find myself. And it was hard at first. But yeah. I'm so glad. And I've had to do that several other times in my life, which is looking around and saying like this is fucked up I'm in a manipulative controlling abusive whatever it is situation and I need to get out and that it was huge that you actually noticed that like how did you like what like point did you get to where you finally were like fuck this like was it just like you were just like pushed to your breaking things, point yeah over and over and over? things were building up like the marriage was getting worse and worse and more toxic. And then he actually like physically abused me after a year of like mental and emotional abuse. And it was like that, that I was like, wait, this is not like, this is fucked up. And that is fucking And huge. you know, he's like yes. twice as old as me, weighs and twice, twice as, as much. much. Yes. And like this big dude. Pedophile. And it's like, yeah, like <laughs> throwing a 90 pound little girl around. Like that's oh not okay. Gosh, you not know, and okay. I think I finally just... And I'm so grateful I did because I know people always 
end up in that situation and then they can't get out a lot of the times. Yeah, like, and people think it's normal. Like, oh, it's fine if my husband pins me up against the wall and chokes no. me. Like, it's fine to get smacked in the face. Like, Threats no. should not be part of a relationship. Abuses no. should not be part of a relationship. And even like... Control. Yes, and even like name-calling or like feeling verbal like abuse. you can't go somewhere because your spouse is like, oh, you well, can't do that. So there's different kinds of abuse, yes. right? There's verbal abuse, which is like cutting someone down, shaming them, you know... Berating, yeah. Um, emotional abuse where you're constantly like maybe denying someone their true feelings if they say I and there's that gaslighting too that makes you doubt yourself like even fucked up stuff like hiding your keys and then you can't find it and you look everywhere and then the next day there they are and you think you're going crazy that's a manipulation technique to make you doubt yourself well manipulation is a form of abuse too any kind of manipulation and control like saying you're not allowed feeling like you're not allowed to leave or not allowed to have your own friends or your own activities or make your own decisions or buy your own shit like that's control yes (laughs) and there's like I feel like healthy control and very fucked up unhealthy control right like I don't know like because I have this like control freakiness to me, but I can also soften in things. Like, well, I'm not like, Rah. Yeah, like, there's certain areas maybe where it is your right to be in control. Yes, of, and you're like, like actually, not no. so much. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, like, and controlling another human. Another person, that is, yes. I guess, not your child. <laughs> in well, healthy right. ways. As a parent, you do have to have some control. At but least healthy ways. At that point, yeah. Because even there's, like, and then what are the Over other control? control? Okay, and then there's ways. other kinds of abuses, abuse. too. There's religious abuse, spiritual abuse, like, denying someone the ability to have their own beliefs yes and or using beliefs and religion and stuff to control and manipulate and force people to do things right like you almost felt like through your parents like you were that you needed to stay married to your first husband because because of the religion yeah and um and just my whole childhood of using it as like control and manipulation and that is not okay there's physical abuse there's Sexual abuse. Yeah. Like even just because you're married doesn't mean you're required to have sex with someone. No. Like that is rape if they're forcing that. I have literally, I've heard of like friends of friends who their husbands have raped them. And I just like, I can't. And they don't I'm report like, it probably. And they don't report yeah. it. Or I had a friend of a friend who was raped by her husband when her kids were in the house and she went to a safe house oh to check gosh. out. And then when it came time for them to press charges, she didn't and she went back him and she's with him and they have kids together and it just like breaks my heart because she's so stuck she's so stuck with him and he's such he's an abusive all of those things and she's with him and it's so sad it breaks my heart on the other side yeah on the other side like there is a beautiful life and it can be there for you it takes you have to plow through some shit (laughs) you got to jump off that cliff and like free fall for a while and it's scary but even if it's financial scariness, you'll get through it. If it's like relationship scariness, if you're afraid of being alone, like you'll find your people out there. Like, and you can be I'll, in a relationship and feel very yes, alone. You can be alone in a relationship and you can be so like happy and fulfilled by yourself. Alone. Yeah. And you're not alone. It's just you're yeah. like standing on your own Taking care feet. of yourself. Yes. I'm learning how to be single and happy instead of I think in the past a lot of times when I was single I was like well it must mean I'm not good enough and or someone's not approving of me because I was sort of raised in that like always there has to be this outside approval and it can't come from within yourself and I'm finally learning that 
I'm much happier, honestly, like getting that approval for myself. And that comes back to that soul purpose. Like your soul purpose right now is to grow Sarah up and like build her up because as a little girl, you know, you were trained to believe like you weren't all of the mean things. Stuffed myself down into the And now you're finding that, right? It's like we have to, but we have to like look inside of ourselves first. It's, we're not going to get that from out there, from all the people or the things and all the bullshit. We have to go inside. If you're always depending on outside people to get your worth from, to get your like, you know, your sense of yourself Belonging, from, yes. and belonging from, like, you're always going to be unhappy because other people just can't be there for you all the time and they can't give you what you need all the time. Or like, they give they you a little their, taste. They have their shit to deal with too and, like, their own needs. And, like, the best thing to do is to be 100% there for yourself yes. and to be your own support system. And then, like, when you do have, like, you, my dear friend Shelly and Jess – in your life, that's like a bonus. You've gotten like, oh, now I have even more support. Yes. I have my friends, I have my community. But sometimes those situations can turn, you know, someone in that situation can become abusive. And you have to always be your advocate out yes. there in the world. Like, I won't, don't want to be treated that way, so I'm going to stand up for myself. Yes. And I just had to leave a job for that reason. Yes. But I feel so Which much is better huge, now. Right? Yeah. And again, you're like... You're creating your healthy boundaries. So Mm -hmm. like with people, it's so huge because often we think because people are our family members or it's just, it's my job and it's how I pay for my living that we have to put up with toxicity and we have to put up with abuse. And most of the time it's emotional and mental abuse. It's not always physical. It can be physical. Or financial abuse. I forgot to mention that too. Yeah. Like holding money Mm -hmm. over your head. Totally. Which is, that's a, that's a hard one too. That is a hard one. And yeah, like, what do you do? I think the best thing to do is to leave. You don't have to make a big scene. You don't have to confront people or get them to agree to certain things. Because they're not going or, to. Yeah, like, just let it go. Just, like, what? The dust off your hands. Yep. <laughs> and walk out the and door. Walk, because people are not going to change. We can't force people to change and be the person we think they need to be. And it's never going to happen. out for them to change and think, like, no. if I give it one more year... Or, like, you've probably already seen the best of that person. Right. And now they're showing you their true self. And it probably, if it did change, it might take decades of therapy, maybe. And it could, and so, so my husband and I, we've been almost married for 18 years. And after, it is fucking crazy. But after Milo was born, so he's nine now, we had a very hard time. Like, we almost got divorced several times. And we were just growing apart, growing out apart. And I was, I started kind of, like, my spiritual quest of yoga and meditation and I started working out and he at first did not like it at all and we would mm. buck heads and it was awful and then I got pregnant with Jack and then it was really awful and I kept growing and growing and then it was crazy like we were like butting heads and butting heads and then I started like affirmations and like trying to change the way I was thinking about him because every time like the thought of my husband would come up. I'd be like, God, that fucker. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I would like cringe. And then I started this like affirmation and it was just like, I love Rex. Like I support him. We communicate. We support each other. We connect. We talk. We take time for each other because we Mm. were working and living two separate lives. It was like I was with the kids or he was with the kids and we were working to survive and to make enough money to not have any money. And we were drinking yeah. every night and watching The Sopranos. 
<laughs> we were living the life through the Watching Italian the mobs. Movies. Seriously, we did that, and we were in a really fucked up time. And we would eat. I would drink myself, which I don't even really drink anymore. Six beers a night, every night, oh, or I would eat a pint of Hagen Dazs. <laughs> no Ben and Jerry's. But anyways, I started just like experimenting with like this whole idea of that I get to choose my thoughts. And I was like, well, what if I really could choose to think differently about Rex? Like maybe mm-hmm. I could like feel differently about him. Cause I really know who he is. And he like, there's a reason our souls have come together. And I had to remember like why I loved him in the first place. And it was crazy. Like I kept growing and growing. And all of a sudden on his own, he's a guy who you can't be like, change with me, work out with me. Like I remember I would do my workouts in the living room and he'd sit and drink his coffee and like he had his own pregnant belly. <laughs> My pregnant belly. And then slowly, it was so weird. Just one day he was like, bought a pair of running shoes. And mm. then he just started like, it was like one morning he got up early with me and was like, I'm going for a run. I was like, what the fuck? You're, go- you're going for a run? You run? I didn't even know that about you. And he yeah. just like, he slowly. So what I'm saying is he just by like, watching me grow and I started changing because I was a shit show and I hated myself and I was very unhappy with myself. Mm. And then I feel like I was also projecting that out on him and our relationship was just like a fucking dark thunder cloud ready to explode. And it was exploding. But we just, I don't know. It's like crazy. We go through these ebbs and flows and like healing. And I know we have all this weird karma and he soul purpose together. And, you know, we go in and out, but like we have, we're growing together. Like, it's not like I was growing and then he never did. Because relationships, I feel like if you have like a grower and then you have like a stagnant person, it's not never going to work. It's pretty, yeah. But you it have to, like, yes. he was just a slow grower. He was a, he's like, a slow yes. grower, not in <laughs> sexual <laughs> realms. <laughs> Okay, that was might not like that. Did not mean to just put kidding. that out there. He yes. never listens to her podcast. That's awesome. It's fine. <laughs> but it's just, it's so interesting to think that, like, I've been with him for more than half of my life. Like, we yeah. got together when we were uh, 19 and 20. Like, we were so little, and now we're 38 and 39. And just, it's just crazy to think of, like, the evolution of our relationship and us as people. And, like, we were both very stagnant and stuck on the couch. And I remember many years ago, like, sitting on the couch, and he was like, you know, I think I'm fine where I'm at, and I'm fine being an electrician, and this is where I always want to be. And then he was like, no. I want to think for myself. I want to have my own company. And I was like, what? That's such a great idea. And then I jumped on board and supported him and gave him confidence. And he has his own company for four years. And it's doing so well. And it's doing so good. And he like climbs mountains and he, he's a grow, like he now has such a growth mindset. And so do I. And it's like, it's crazy how we have healed. I mean, we still have shit, but. But you've healed your relationship. And I think it's cool that you guys like, you didn't just wait for him no. To do it too, like you were like, I'm gonna grow, I'm gonna get fucking healthy, growing. yes, I'm gonna do my thing, I'm gonna take and charge of my if food. you don't come with me, yeah. and that's what I think a good relationship takes too is realizing that you can't always be in the same spot, and it's just and you never that's will sick be and healthy, unhealthy. Well, it's be. like two negatives are gonna butt heads, yes. it's like, pew, pew, pew. like it's it's almost better to have someone who's not the same as you because I might be super fucking annoyed at him all the time, like get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's cool though to see that healing can happen in relationships. Yeah. But also there is those definite relationships like yours that you need to get the, get out of there. Right. Like that's not If you not recognize healthy. these like extreme tactics of manipulation and abuse, that's the no man's land. Like do not even go there. Yeah, do not. And if you are there, like get the fuck out. 
But and how do you get out? Some people are so afraid. And I love how you just kind of like ran away. Like you have to almost just like leave. And then you have to just, just sort of tr- yeah. almost like surrender and just trust like, I am going to leave and I'm so scared, but I have to just trust that this is like, this is, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And just one thing at a time. Right. And yes, yeah, something out there is going to hold you. And I literally, I had to do it again in the middle of COVID. I had to jump. Yeah, wasn't that scary? Like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what yes. I'm going to do. But, but and I and I had like physical stuff going on, like with my broken foot. foot. That I wasn't even sure I could work. And I wasn't sure how I was going to make enough to support my kids. But I wanted to give them this like stable home I was imagining and putting out there. But I was like, how am I going to do that? There's no housing available. I can't afford it. So I don't have a job. Notice all the thoughts. I have a broken foot. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this because I have to. Like, I've been in this situation before and I've jumped before and I can do it again. It's like this book broken open. Like you're so broken and you have no fucking choice but to just fucking be there. And I feel like that too when I was with Rex. Like I was so sick of being so fucking miserable with him and like hating him. And I remember just like laying in bed and I we have a king size bed. still do. I roll on the edge like don't touch me. Don't look at me. Like, and I just had to be with that. And I, I could tell I was like depressed and just like lonely, lonely and married. Mm -hmm. So lonely and married. But then I, I almost did. I had my own, like, I call it like an awakening, but or I was like broken open. I was so shattered and felt I don't know if I felt desperate. Maybe I was desperate for love. Desperate for something desperate to Desperate for something because sure. I was like, yeah. I can't us. And then I did. I started writing back right. then. That's when I started writing. Interesting. And then I was yes. like, the change. I think writing can bring about change because we can finally admit things maybe or finally address things or finally feel things. And yes. that's the beginning of the healing I know. Yes. I mean, I've always been a big journaler, and I think writing definitely helped me, like, put things, when I was even in those toxic relationships or whatever, like, being able to see it and put it on the page. I remember in my Because you can separate most yourself recent, from it. Yeah. I remember sitting and just making endless notes on my phone in the bathtub, because I was one of the few places I could go to sort of be alone yes. with my thoughts, and I would just, like fill up my notes app or actually I had to download this journal that had like a password on it just so I felt safe recording it all but I was like I think maybe I'm going crazy I wonder sometimes if I'm losing my mind I just feel like I want to put it all out there and so I would just start like kind of logging events as they happened and what was said and then like the next day what was denied or you know just like being able to go back and read it gave me a lot of comfort to be like yes I'm not Okay, I'm not because you were in a relationship where you're being manipulated. Yes, I was like being yes. mentally manipulated to not believe myself. Wow, and to have the things I thought were true be like thrown back at me. It's like that's not true. You didn't. And you're like, I no, I actually that. wrote this down, and I know yes. that this is what happened. So and I would literally no. go back after like an argument or something and read my notes and be like, okay, I feel like more confident. In myself. And I'm not a crazy person. You are the crazy yes. person. <laughs> with you but this is not right isn't that crazy that I grew up like that with a parent like that who was Uh a master manipulator and like even as an adult I have to sit and like think like is did that really happen and when I like search my Mm. memory bank I have a really hard time with a lot of the memories quote unquote that were created because they were just manipulation to the fucking max like my whole childhood was this huge manipulation and then I had to make a healthy boundary with her because she's still like that and I can't do that so it was yeah. hard but I did that and that boundary has freed me so much because I choose I will never be in a relationship with someone who manipulates me 
or people I love, fuck no. Like I, Hell that no. is a boundary that I, I will never break that boundary. And I have like a circle of people and nope on a rope. Like yep. that's nope on a rope. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel too. And yes. that, you know, I constantly have to remind myself of that sometimes like, nope, that's abusive. That's toxic. And I'm out of here. And that's manipulation. Yeah. And like, again, with that whole thing we talk about like that vibration we're like putting out. So if you're like with a manipulator and you're manipulating, you're just going to attract more and more of that in your life. It's going to grow. And and like, unfortunately you're going to start to take on some of their traits traits because that's how it works in marriage or relationships. Like you tend to go down to their level instead of bringing them up to yours. Like that is just unfortunately. And I found myself becoming a less joyful, less lovely even less compassionate person. He even said to me at one point, he's like, I don't like who you're becoming. Like, I'm becoming you. And I literally had this thought. I was like, oh my God, I am definitely taking on yes. more of him than me. And I'm losing myself. And that's what he's talking about when he says, I don't like who you are Because that's and not who he meant. He's like, I'm You like, lost your zest. Yes, I lost it. I'm trying to get it all back. It's been like this long I feel like you, process. Have, you are finding. Well, and it's, there's research and studies that back up that we are a combination of the people we sp- Five people we spend the most time with. So we do, we subconsciously, subliminally take little pieces. Which totally brings me to this next thing I was going to talk about, which is part of healing is your community and surrounding yourself with people that you wouldn't mind becoming like. Yeah. People that bring out the best aspects of yourself. Yes. And like highlight and like bring you up. Bring you up instead of bring you down. Like we all have those friends that we hang out with. Only, maybe, hopefully, only sometimes that, like, always somehow bring out the very worst side of our personality. Oh, I do not hang out with people like that you anymore. You've got to let those I'm people so know. In, I yeah. am for, I'm like, I'm 38. It's taking me this long that I do not spend time with people that bring me down. So it's like, pay attention to pay attention. how you're feeling. And it might be a physical thing or even an energetic feel. Like, I am very tuned into people's energy. And I almost have this, like, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm like, like, hanging on with you. <laughs> or it's, like, if you do have to be around people like that, then just limit your time and make a healthy boundary. Those of Like, okay, boundaries. like maybe I'll talk yeah. to you for, like, five minutes. And I'm like, oh, now i got to go write my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, right now, thanks. No yep. thanks. Right? Yeah, and that's part, I think, of healing, too, is setting those firm boundaries and being very clear about yes. what you will and won't tolerate, what how people can and cannot treat you. Yeah. And just being very clear on it. And not you don't have to push it back on them or be, you know, make a scene or whatever. Yeah. Just say, no, that's crossed my boundary. I'm yes. not going to tolerate that. I'm sorry. And it's so important to, like, set those boundaries because if we don't, if we leave it in somebody else's court, like worried about hurting their feelings it's you have to let go of that like oh gosh I don't want to hurt people I don't want to burn bridges mm-hmm. and there's seven billion people on this planet you will attract the type of people that you need in your life and it's so it's so important to again notice how you feel around people and if you're not feeling good psh, get yes. out of there like or f- like if you're like wanting to look for people put that thought into the universe like I want to find people that lift me up and mm-hmm. I would challenge you to disagree with me <laughs> like if you think that thought like every day for a month that I want to attract like-minded people and you don't I would love to hear it. Yes. <laughs> like I would if love to hear put it, it out there if you put it out there in, right? or and even if it's like an online gathering group like there's so many support groups for people but yeah. again in those Facebook groups even there's and yeah stuff like that but those groups they can kind of go down a toxic 
well way, so to speak, or they could be a really positive, uplifting thing. The thing is, too, is that almost everything can turn negative and sour, like even if it started out as a really good thing. And so the key, I think, is to always be aware and clear on your boundaries and just, you know, being aware of like, when is someone, when does it shift? Sometimes it shifts. Someone's been really nice to you and yeah, they just were showing you a mask and now you see the truth. And you have to change. Maybe you have to leave a job or maybe you have to end a relationship or end a partnership or whatever it is. But now that you know the truth, do you really want to stay? Yeah. Or now that that person has shown their true face or now that the situation's changed, like we just have to respond to it. And this is so important is that your intuition, your body is giving you signals constantly. Oh my gosh. Like yes. stomach aches, headaches. Like Holy you get cow. those feelings of like repelled from other people. And we're so trained in our culture to shove that down and push it away. Or take a pill. (laughs) Yeah, or take a pill or get on social media and like, oh, somebody liked me. or Oh, nobody like whatever that is. Like you have to, if you can tune in and listen to your body, it's telling you everything you need to know. And it's like. so true. It's a tool that's free, that's accessible now. And all it is is a matter of maybe like slowing down, taking like five breaths, putting your hand on your heart, just saying, having the intention of. I'm going to listen to my body today. I'm going to be aware of my intuition or gut instinct, call it whatever resonates with you, like that your body will show you where you need to go. Yes. Or show you in my, I can share this quick story too of not listening to your body. Mm. At the end of that most of my most recent marriage, I was in a really like I knew in my heart in my mind that this was not healthy and I should go but there was this guilt of like I need to make this Keep your family work yeah for everybody's mm-hmm. sake and plus we're in the middle of a pandemic or just so much going on like in our family and our finances and my health I wasn't listening to my body though and I knew I was like I know this isn't healthy for me, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to make it work. Mm. And I was shoving down all these words that weren't being said, feelings that weren't being expressed. And guess what? I ended up in the hospital with intense stomach pain that seemed to have no physical, medical, like no matter how many tests they were on, like couldn't find the reason. Stress well, and emotionally induced. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was literally, my stomach was eating itself up from the inside with, which I happened to as a little girl, too. Yeah, but that, I mean... But, like, maybe that's, like, one of your manifestations when you're yes. shoving things down. Like shoving in your things yes. down and not expressing. It's, like, you can make yourself physically sick. And I still had a sensitive stomach. Even after I left the hospital, I was sick for several months. Mm-hmm. And the week, the same week that I said, I'm going to leave. I'm going to ask for a separation. My stomach stopped hurting that week. Oh, like literally, it was so interesting. I was like, oh my gosh. Your body Whoa. was signal. It was like constantly, you know, upset stomach with all the manifest, you know, all the bathroom like diarrhea and like everything like seemed physical medical. It turned out it was knowing that I was in the wrong place. Well, it's interesting, those chakras um, attached to your gut, right? Like your root chakra of like feeling safe and like trusting. And then sometimes if it's like up here like that, like inner knowledge that you weren't trusting that. I wasn't. And I was like trying to deny, deny, deny what I knew to be my true path. And And your body was like, Sarah, listen. I'm going to make you fucking sick. I'm going to make you sick, right? (laughs) Isn't that interesting? It was. And that was finally, I think that was the final straw for me of, okay, I think this is it. Things have to get, for some reason, 
things have to get bad before I can recognize what's before going on. Before you're broken. Yes. Oh, that's so good, Sarah. <laughs> that is, like, incredible. Thank so you. just, like, if your body is in a rough place, maybe it's trying to tell you something about other aspects of your life that are not healed and that need some, you know, intervention of some kind. Yeah, and maybe it's also a current thing at hand. And so it's, yes. like, that's when we can do whatever you want, like, soul-searching, mind-searching, like, healing the past, searching, like, what is it, right? And just paying attention to those cues. Because I don't know if the stomach ache for you, was it chronic or was it only when you were around him? No, it just, it started and it didn't stop. It was a chronic yeah. thing, yeah. It was like constant. Which a lot of people live with chronic pain and then take pills to numb it. Yes. And that is, for me, like, that's so hard because it's like your body is telling you something. And we're ignoring Like, it. listen, wake up. Like, my book is called Awaken You, and it's like a... Like, wake up. Wake it's like up. a fire alarm yes. going off and we just get up and take the batteries out. And go yeah. Back to and then sleep. just go back to sleep. And then like, what if it's carbon monoxide poisoning? Yeah. Uh, like, what if your so... house is burning? Yes. That's interesting. This right? Is, yeah. So pay attention. The body might be like a smoke alarm telling you there's a fire somewhere. Yeah. Telling you there's danger. Like danger, danger. is here. And you don't even know how healing it is or freeing it is once you cut ties with that relationship make those healthy boundaries or pay attention to how much more expansive mm. and freer and how much more like joy and peace that you can have in your life. Because I feel like we have all been so programmed to like uh, live like suppressed and live in pain and despair and anguish. Right? Like must follow plans. Must. And if life. I don't feel yeah. like shit that I don't deserve to live. But I mean, we all experience that still even like through awakening or healing and on the journey. But it just is so much freer and lighter and you can express yourself and be more authentic to you and yes. your journey. Yeah, sometimes you have these little bumps in the road where you've got to pass over them like, oh, here's another chance for me to use my voice and to leave an unhealthy situation. But every time you do it, just see as a stretching that muscle and exercising that ability that we have to recognize when we're not in a healthy situation or when our life has become opposed to our own health and vitality when we get mm -hmm. in those situations which fucking happen you know like it's not your fault but it is your opportunity to heal and do something different yes. and change and grow and maybe not end up in those situations or maybe not as long next time and you recognize it quicker and then even quicker well and you have to change something to change because it's like as Einstein said it's like we can't go into an one experience I don't know exactly the quote and like we can't look for a new outcome with the same way we started something like it's, it over and over if we do the same thing one way we can't look for a new outcome that's going to always have the same outcome but if you change the way you're thinking about something then perhaps a different outcome that. will come to you or just change like one habit like get up in the morning and do 20 minutes or even 10 minutes of exercise just as an experiment to see if it changes anything. Like, yes, go for then, a walk for five minutes. If you have a pet, that's yeah. a great excuse. Pets are a great, like, segue to making us move. <laughs> pets are, yeah. And pets you, are also a healing modality. Like, yeah, yes. like petting them and taking care of them. Like, I feel like it's very healing. It's a are. very healing thing. I have a cat and a dog. And, yeah, they can be a little pain in the butt sometimes, but I absolutely wouldn't have well, any other like way. they're just like pure presence and just like joy and yeah. just being exactly where they need to be. Yeah, and they, it's like, I almost envy my dogs. Like, they don't have to work. They don't have to like take care of things. Yeah. <laughs> they just like show up They just there. are, lay, yes. eat their food, 
be cute and slobbery, all the things. Yes. Yes, this is very good. I love all I of the healing. Like we could do we wanna go <laughs> part three. There's so much well, There's so much. That was I think good. We talk we touch on this topic a lot, but this was a really good chance to just kind of dive oh, right deeper. into it. Just, yes. Yeah. That was good. And there's so many things and again just coming back to like we have to change things in our life for them to change. Yeah. We can't expect growth and out of not watering our plants. <laughs> right. Launch yourself into the next phase. Like knowing it's going to be scary, but believing that you can do it. And, and doing hard things. help out there. You can get a counselor. You can seek out community. You know, like join a yoga class. Go to some... Like, I find lots of really good like people that used to be in childhood, you know, growing up evangelicals, like on Facebook groups, where we just... We can talk sort of uncensored about our childhoods without really offending all the people in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I think any any form of support that you find, like make right. sure it's healthy and positive, but like go right. find that. And you can start like a spiritual practice or like meditation, mm -hmm. breath work. And a grounding practice like we talk about on the blog, which is yes. like finding a way to ground yourself with the earth, with yourself. Yes. Through meditation, through exercise. Yes. Like, well, there's other healing, like holistic healing. Like there's homeopathy. Mm -hmm. There's Reiki, which is just which is healing the energy body, which yep. is something that we are all made of energy. And then quantum healing. Our friend does quantum healing, which is deeper soul healing, which is so powerful. Just mm -hmm. yes, the Sarah Akash and I both and Akashic have records. Your Akashic that was records. super cool. Like healing yes. your past soul line and your future soul line. And that part where she, like, had you go, I don't know if you did the visualization, but going through, like, each line and hugging each, like, successive um, kind of um, ancestor. I love that. And I saying, that one. Like, I love you. Thank you. We're going to heal together. Like, that kind of vibe. And it was just so cool. It's like, wow. Mm -hmm. like, we really can heal even yes. maybe our future selves and our past selves by working through the stuff right now. And we can heal all those around us, like our, yeah. our family lines, like our children, mm -hmm. our children's children, our whatever, our, if you have a spouse or a partner. Like it's like this, I think of this spider web of invisible energy. Just healing is a vibration that can lift us all up. Yeah. And if you were born into a family where there's like generational abuse or you know like these sort of where the mother and the grandmother and everyone sort of treat each other the same toxic way and then it gets to you and you get to be the cycle breaker we you, it's our choice. we get to say like this is not this, this ends, ends here my children do not experience the fallout of this yes. anymore and i'm going to teach them a new way yes of being. we're starting a new cycle that's exactly Love, joy, positive, like health. Yes, and gratitude. Like there's gratitude. so much more to life than living in like regret and judgment and guilt and shame and blame. Like there's so much more. There's so much more. And like even if you can't picture it now, you've got to believe that it's out there and that jump it exists. into it. Yes. Because it does. And I always think nature is such an incredible healing teacher because nature just is. And the seasons are changing, but it still is. And trees die and trees grow. And trees shed leaves they go dormant, dormant and they yeah. bud and block. Like they are, like nature is cycle. such an incredible teacher to show, like guide us in like the ways of being in a way to like slow down all the thoughts and yes, just, just go out be. and be in mm -hmm. nature. Nature's not fighting. And I mean, sometimes like fires that are man-made and floods and mother nature. Sometimes the elk are fighting. The elks are <laughs> fighting and running. They are fighting. I'm not Nature's not fighting, but elk are. Elk are fighting. They're fighting over the ladies so they can get their bang on get their, 
you know, it's seeds. actually a beautiful it's thing. Like, it's about having the strongest in community like, genetics for the next generation. And I, that's true. I think it's kind of a cool, like it's so beastie and like old fashioned, like yes. bit, like literally butting heads over the ladies. They are, but it's yes. so interesting because it's like it's nature's way of making sure that the next generation of babies Strong. are like the strongest, like yes. badasses, really cool. like seed of all, and it just gives them a better chance of surviving. And I think that's cool. It is well, and like you were talking about, like healing through community, like. Elk are like they the live in a community, yes. but it's crazy because after the rut, the men peace, but the out. women, but the women the men hang out with each other. Yeah, okay. In like little bachelor groups, and the women hang out with each other in like little mom pods, uh, which is so interesting. Yeah. And then they birth their babies and they together, birth their and they're babies. together. But yeah. they're it's a community. I so love that. good teachers, good teachers in nature. It's so good. <laughs> well, this was such a good episode, and I already I always feel like so much lighter after I let stuff out and I share. Know, it's so It's great. so healing. Head over to VoicesRisingPress.com and check out our blogs and all of our interesting things we've got going on there, our podcast episodes. Yes, and you can also follow us on our Facebook and Instagram for lots of awesome, mindful, amazing posts. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate all of you listeners. Please head over to your favorite platform and rate, review, comment, and share. Mm-hmm.